Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Today we are talking about the one and only Lindsay Lohan. So let's just get into it. Lindsay was born into a family that was rich in money, but not so much love. She was born in New York on July 2nd, 1986 to her parents, Michael, who was a Wall Street trader, and her mother, Dina, a former dancer and singer. And while the family was doing great financially, it was really the only stability that Lindsay had. Lindsay's father, Michael, had issues with drugs and alcohol, and her parents' relationship was extremely rocky. By the time Lindsay was three years old, her parents split up. Allegedly, Michael raped Dina while Lindsay was sleeping in another room on Valentine's Day in 1990. Michael was also under the influence of cocaine at the time. Michael left the home, leaving behind Dina and the two children they had already had together at this point, including Lindsay. And around this time, Michael was arrested and sentenced to three years in prison for insider training and was sentenced to three years and given another five years of probation. So there was lots of legal issues, parental issues, a lot of trauma at a very young age. And that would be the first of nine more arrests for Michael. But eventually, Dina and Michael would get back together. Lindsay was only a few years old when her mother got her involved in the entertainment industry, and she found minor success pretty quickly. She was the first redhead model signed by Ford Modeling. She started doing lots of commercials like Calvin Klein, Abercrombie, Pizza Hut, a Jell-O ad with Bill Cosby, and over 60 other commercials. She eventually got her first reoccurring role on a soap opera called Another World, and this role is what would lead her to her big break. Lindsay had no idea her entire life was about to change. She was dealing with a lot at home. She was continuously witnessing abuse worsened by drugs and alcohol between her parents, which finally had a brief ending while her dad is away in prison. Dina detailed a few events like Michael giving her a black eye, which Dina has pictures of, as well as medical documentation to prove her claims. Michael claims that Dina had thrown something at him and he responded by slapping her with the back of his hand. Their relationship consisted of abuse, infidelity, drug abuse, and just toxicity all around. Michael's addiction to cocaine made him an even worse person, where Lindsay would witness her mom's beatings, according to Dina, constantly. Lindsay would frequently say to her mom, stay mommy, don't leave, because she wanted her parents together. She didn't understand what was happening. And I imagine all of this was very confusing for all of their children and traumatizing. 1,500 kids all around the world auditioned for this new movie that was about to be made, including another few famous actresses like the girl from Matilda, uh, Michelle Trattenberg, Scarlett Johansson, Mara Wilson, and Lindsay ends up getting the lead role, and the movie was The Parent Trap. Getting the role in The Parent Trap felt like a dream come true and was a much-needed break from her toxic home life. Her mom and her siblings also got to be extras on the movie, which was awesome for her. She also got to have her ears pierced for the movie. She was able to make fun demands, like she wanted one of the twin characters to always have blue nail polish, which she later regretted, and so did everyone else on set. <laughs> it constantly made them have to remove and add back the nails, and it was a pain in the butt. But either way, it was growing really well until Lindsay had an asthma attack landing her in the hospital, which would lead to more family issues, unbeknownst to her at the time. When Lindsay's dad heard the news, he decided to go see her, which, you know, is what any good dad would do. However, Michael was on probation and was not allowed to leave the state. He was subsequently arrested in front of Lindsay and sentenced to yet another year in jail. Lindsay was a true professional, though, and the show went on and she finished the movie and she did not let that ruin the experience for her. 
At that time, no one really knew how big this movie would be, but after it released and people saw how talented she was, they knew that she was going to be somebody. Lindsay missed eight months of school, and when she did go back, her friends were like, where have you been? What's going on? And she was just like, oh, just took a long vacation. And then the kids were like, uh, weren't you on the parent trap? And Lindsay was like, oh yeah, that too, you know, whatever. Like it was not even a big deal at all. Following the parent trap, so many directors and producers wanted to work with Lindsay, but she went back home and had a break. She hung out with her friends. She just had a normal life. And after that break, she was offered a contract with Disney while she was in high school to work on the movies Life Size and Get a Clue. In 2002, she was given another movie role, Freaky Friday, which was a huge success. If people didn't already know who Lindsay was, they knew for sure now. And when the world knows and loves you, it means the tabloids want to know more about you, which brings us to her first real tabloid drama. Around the time of the movie Freaky Friday, Aaron Carter was dating Hilary Duff, and after he went to Lindsay's Sweet 16 and allegedly cheated with her, he decided to break up with Hilary, and then he got with Lindsay. Eventually, Aaron and Lindsay break up, and he goes back to Hilary, and they show up together at a Vanity Fair photo shoot that Lindsay was at, too. Lindsay was not happy about it. She wanted Aaron removed from the set because it was supposed to be famous women and not Aaron Carter, which really caused a lot of drama. On Freaky Friday, Lindsay's love interest was Chad Michael Murray. Lindsay's first on-screen kiss was also with him. So when the premiere came around, instead of showing up with Aaron, Hillary came with Chad. Later, Lindsay shows up at Hillary's movie premiere, and it just caused all sorts of drama. The tabloids took this drama like much further than it needed to be, but regardless, Lindsay keeps working. And so, because Freaky Friday was musically geared and it showed a musical side of Lindsay, they bumped it up a notch for her next movie, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Lindsay also wanted to release her own music, her own album at this point, just showing another facet of what she can do. And it was really the thing at the time for young girl celebrities in that type of industry to be able to to sing, dance, perform, act, to do it all. So Lindsay wanted to do it all. Lindsay is 17 at this point and the tabloids are more interested in her regular everyday life than they are with the hard work that she was putting in at the time. They were just trying to find whatever story they could next. So when she was seen out with all these celebrities, you know, like Paris Hilton and celebrities who have, um, you know, interesting pasts, like with drugs or alcohol, drama, they wanted to make Lindsay seem like part of that. They wanted her to be a bad girl, and it kind of was the start of making Lindsay look as bad as they could. And she was also seen out with Wilmer Valderrama, which caused a lot of drama too, because at the time he was 24 and she was only 17. And this brings us to the Mean Girls era. Mean Girls put her on the biggest map that she could be on. She was on SNL, Vanity Fair, 50 Most Beautiful People. The world loved her. Everyone was talking about her and she was the it girl. Lindsay also moved out on her own and was self-sufficient at this point. She could afford to live a certain lifestyle and to be by herself. So just when you think she can get away from her toxic family and to, you know, separate herself a little bit, the tabloids have a field day with new info on her father. Michael attended his son's christening and then beats Dina's brother with his shoe. You guys, he beat Dina's brother with his shoe, leading him to be charged with assault. 
He blames the incident on alcohol and moves on. But that same year, he's arrested again for not paying a several thousand dollar bill at a hotel, which also, it wasn't his fault. Of course, it wasn't Michael's fault. It was Dina's fault because she didn't tell him that he owed the money. And all of this just only hurt 18-year-old Lindsay. It just, everything that he did affected her. It brought more attention to her and more negativity into her life. And now that Lindsay is 18, she also starts dating Wilmer. I guess their attraction did not start until Lindsay was an adult, of course. It's just very convenient that when her birthday passes, all of a sudden that they're together. And with Wilmer's dating history, I mean, really... (laughs) It's very interesting. Similarly to Lindsay, Wilmer met Demi Lovato at a video shoot in 2010 when she was 17 years old. The following year when she turned 18, they also magically started dating and he was 29 at the time. And before that, when Wilmer was 21, he had met Mandy Moore. She was then 15 at the time at a shoot that he met her at. They began dating and he even took her virginity, uh, allegedly. (laughs) Mandy denies that that ever happened. Mandy also said that it was very uncharacteristic of him to have even said that, and she doesn't know why he did. He also allegedly dated Ashley Simpson when she was very young. However, she also denies that claim and said that her song Boyfriend is about Wilmer and Lindsay. Following that quick romance, Lindsay then starts filming for the movie Herbie Fully Loaded. She was given $7.5 million, which was more than any other teen star in the industry was making at all. She was living large at this point. Lindsay's schedule was grueling. She was working on a movie, releasing music, going to red carpets and interviews, and in her free time, she was partying it up. Lindsay released a song called Rumors, basically dedicating it to the tabloids, and while she's trying to say, hey, leave me alone, her father, again, draws more attention when he decides to punch a sanitation worker for blocking Lindsay's car. This only created even more drama for Lindsay and more attention, and yet another arrest of her father. Lindsay, a month after this incident, was hospitalized for a kidney infection and spent five days in the hospital where she allegedly had lost a significant amount of weight. And it was said that she was overworked and struggling with exhaustion and she needed a break. And I'm sure the partying did not help. (laughs) Lindsay was barely a legal adult and is now being hailed as this new bad girl. A photo of her smoking weed was released by one of her friends. She was out partying with Paris Hilton and the paparazzi loved it. All they wanted to do was get a shot at Lindsay looking her worst. Her album Speak was also released and it did awful. (laughs) It did not do well. However, her young fans, I guess, loved it because it did go platinum. So, I mean, not too bad. While Lindsay's career is the best it had ever been, the tabloids were already waiting for a fall from Grace story. Lindsay lost her wallet and according to the person who found it, it had her ID, a rolled up bill, and a baggie of cocaine. She was also hanging out with known cocaine users. So at this point, it was speculated that the 18-year-old Lindsay was using, even though she adamantly denied it. When her career was doing amazing and she's living on her own, her dad, of course, needed to stir things up yet again. He crashes his car while under the influence and was subsequently arrested. And then he decides to sue Lindsay for some of her money and her earnings. And at this point, Dina also divorces him, which he clearly deserved. She then starts filming for her new movie, Just My Luck, and Lindsay spent all of her free time partying which we found out later was much worse than portrayed. It wasn't found out till much later, but according to her father, Lindsay had had her first overdose at this point at only 18 years old. Allegedly, her assistant had given it to her and her dad allegedly got a gun to literally go kill this person because he was so upset. But instead of that happening, I guess he crashes his car and it was a whole thing. So like I said, Lindsay was partying a lot with Paris Hilton. Paris's phone was hacked, releasing nude photos, photos of Lindsay and other people, as well as text between the two. 
In those texts, they spoke about Ashley Simpson talking about how Ashley got no applause when she won an award. Lindsay replies saying to have someone set her up doing cocaine and that will help her career. In another text, she claimed that Jessica Simpson was partying and also doing cocaine. And there was like a lot of hacking into phones at this time. And each time it released really negative information about all sorts of different people, not just the person's phone that it was. Lindsay also switches up her iconic red hair and goes blonde and then destroys a man's house. She had started seeing talent from Laguna Beach, and when Lindsay went to his home in the middle of the night, he was in bed with Kristen Cavallari, and she was pissed. She started breaking things and just flew off the handle. Kristen said that she was honestly scared for her life. However, the next time she saw Lindsay, Lindsay said, oh, hey, we should go get lunch together, and like was all chill like nothing had happened. And no charges were pressed here, but following this, after the shocking hair change, we see a huge decrease in Lindsay's weight, a significant dangerous appearing weight loss. All the tabloids and blogs were talking about it, making accusations like, oh, it's cocaine, oh, it's an eating disorder. And even some of them posted things like, oh, what is Lindsay Lohan's secret diet? Here's how you can lose weight. And all those things are very harmful. Tabloids took a real quick break from discussing Lindsay's weight when her father was sentenced to 16 months to four years in prison. And following that, Lindsay got into her own car wreck while being chased by the paparazzi, just making her look even more reckless. This car crash even changed the laws in California on how paparazzi could chase down any celebrities. And then the paparazzi's next goal was to compare Lindsay to her father and how she was going to go down that path and all of these things, even though Lindsay made it really clear that they don't even have a relationship and that she's not like her dad. She also continued to have drama and speculation on her drug use and eating disorder. She continued trying to set her record straight, saying it wasn't drugs, it wasn't eating disorder, but when she had been in the hospital for almost a week before, when she had lost that weight, that was what the issue was, not the things that they were saying. And she also said she liked the way that she looked, and that's why she looked that way. And following this, one of her new movies came out, and apparently they had removed one of her songs from the movie, which she stormed out and was pissed off about, which was just another reiteration of, oh, Lindsay's this bad girl diva who has problems and is troubled. Following a lot of drama from the movie premiere, Lindsay decided she needed to be a part of a more adult movie and started working on a Prairie Home Companion, trying to show off her talent rather than the tabloid fodder. And soon after, after that, Lindsay got into another wreck with the paparazzi, creating even more drama, and it actually sent her to the hospital. And it was deemed the paparazzi's fault. She didn't get any trouble, but that didn't stop them from constantly reporting, trying to make it look like it was Lindsay's fault. Following that, she started working on the movie Chapter 27, another more mature role, and her goal was really to change the perception of herself in the media. And at this point, you know, it seemed she's so young, she could have this long, you know, important, really great career. However, she didn't know at the time, and neither did anyone else, that it would never get any better than this. It was around this time that Lindsay puts out another album, which was rated very poorly by critics. But, you know, fans who loved her loved it, and the album was called A Little More Personal. It did even worse than the first one. It only reached to the top 20, and the music video mostly focused on her trauma and her relationship with her father and how troubled it was. The paparazzi had even further speculations on what Lindsay was doing when she called in sick to the Kelly and Ryan show. She told them that she couldn't make it, she was sick, but yet that same night she went on TRL. 
uh, supposedly she had food poisoning, so I guess it was a very short-lived sickness. And of course, paparazzi used that as her being unprofessional and a diva, and OTRL was more important, even though no one really knows what was going on or why she didn't make it to the original thing, even if she did lie. So Lindsay's at a point where her career should continue to go up in the way it has been on this upward trend of really great movies, talent, everything. But it continued to struggle instead because of her private life. Lindsay got into a fight with her ex-assistant and was hospitalized for supposedly an asthma attack. She's hanging out with celebrities known to have substance issues. Her weight has been strongly attributed to her drug use. And there just was nonstop talk about like what is going on with Lindsay and waiting for her to fall even further. She also started dating Harry Morton and their relationship ended allegedly because Harry was sober and Lindsay would not stop her partying lifestyle. Supposedly, she did attempt to, to tone down her partying for him, but it wasn't enough. So ultimately that relationship ended. A Prairie Home Companion was released and it did well. All the actors she worked with had nothing but good things to say about her. She was getting huge magazine covers, a $2 million deal with Proactive. She started filming another movie called Georgia Rule, but the world only wanted to know what was going on with Lindsay and her personal life. They focused on her new relationship with Harry Morton while it was going on, her heavy partying lifestyle, any drama she was having, and yet another hospital stay supposedly for heat exhaustion. The head of the studio for Georgia Rule also wrote a letter saying how unprofessional Lindsay had been behaving and that she needed to shape it up or people would not want to work with her anymore. She was also seen with a 90-day sober AA chip, which sparked allegations that you know she was struggling with drugs or alcohol while she was still underage at the time. And the ending of that relationship with Harry also caused some drama, especially with Paris Hilton, because she was seen with him. And around this time is when we also have that infamous image of Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, and Paris Hilton all in the car. Lindsay's life really started to go downhill. It was announced that she was an AA officially after she was seen with that chip, and that Lindsay felt like the paparazzi was ruining her career. Lindsay's behavior was definitely of someone who was struggling with something, and it was becoming very evident. There was so much drama, hanging out with the wrong people, trying to hook up with certain people, or actually hooking up with certain people, and it, it was concerning behavior. There was a situation where Lindsay was allegedly upset for months that James Franco would not hook up with her, and she was really upset about it. So when she ran into James Franco at the Golden Globes, she allegedly lost it. She was crying in the hallway, repeatedly passed out from around 3.30 a.m. to 6 a.m., and following that, she checked herself into a facility, which would be one of many times. Lindsay was already having a hard time, but things really start spiraling very quickly around this time. Her new movie, Chapter 27, is released, and it was a complete flop. She's then accused of stealing, which would be just one of many incidents that Lindsay would be accused of. So Lindsay was accused of stealing thousands of dollars worth of clothes from a model named Lauren Hastings, who also played Britney Spears in the Crimea River video. Lindsay adamantly denied that that ever happened, but later on, it's pretty clear that it's not a far-fetched allegation. To make things worse, one of her friends releases a video of Lindsay doing cocaine in the bathroom of a club, which proved to people that the cocaine allegations were true. Lindsay really needed better friends around her at this point, and I think that contributed a lot to her issues as well as all the trauma that she had experienced up to this point. 
Rumors also started that her and Samantha Ronson are now dating and they are seen partying it up together. After leaving a party, Lindsay crashes her car into a curb, resulting in a DUI. Now, instead of taking a break and laying low after getting this DUI, the very next night she is out partying again, which is where the infamous photo of her passed out in the car next to Samantha happens. And at least Samantha was driving this time, but it was clear that she needed help bad. So she checks herself back into rehab and tabloids were reporting that while in rehab, Lindsay was doing whippets. She was drinking vodka out of a water bottle. She got her hands on Molly, but Lindsay ignored all these accusations. And instead of everything, you know, chilling down, her dad starts to cause some drama. Tabloids released that Dina, who had claimed to be a rocket, actually was never one at all which is very embarrassing. Following rehab, Lindsay is seen out with an alcohol-free ankle monitor, forcing her to be sober, alcohol-free. She didn't drink on her 21st birthday. She was back spending time with her family, and it seemed like she was on the right track. But as soon as she gets back to Los Angeles, the old Lindsay emerges again. Lindsay was all over the town partying everywhere. She was at houses and clubs, which led to a lot of questions on her sobriety, and it wouldn't take long for those answers to come out. Everyone was hopeful that Lindsay would get herself together. She had a new movie, I Know Who Killed Me, was about to come out. She had so far maintained her sobriety and was doing so well until she wasn't. At 1.30 a.m., Lindsay was attending a house party and was taking shot after shot, which alerted her attorney that she was drinking because of the ankle monitor. But Lindsay didn't care. Lindsay allegedly starts getting into an argument with her assistant and is screaming at her. Her assistant then decides to quit. You know, she's like, you know what? I'm not going to work for you. I quit. Her assistant's mother comes to pick her up and she flees away from Lindsay. And instead of Lindsay letting her assistant go to her assistant's mom's car, she instead gets into the driver's seat of an acquaintance's car and decides to chase the assistant while three men are inside of the vehicle. She literally steals this car with three men inside of it to chase her assistant. One of the men, afraid for their lives, decides that they want to leave the vehicle while it was moving. And as he attempts to jump out, Lindsay runs over his foot. And after he's like, you ran over my foot, she keeps going. She starts driving 100 miles per hour down the freeway. She was bragging that she's a celebrity and she can't get into any trouble. She can do whatever she wants. The mom driving the car was terrified. She calls 911 and Lindsay continues following them. She's doing U-turns on the highway. She's doing everything she can to keep up with them. The mom then leads Lindsay to a civic center parking lot, which is right next to the police station. So cops arrive to this huge argument and start trying to figure out like what is going on. So they gave Lindsay a field sobriety test where she couldn't even touch her nose without falling over. She blew a 0.12 when the limit is a 0.08. Cops also found cocaine in her pocket, which Lindsay claimed was her assistant's jeans and it wasn't hers. Lindsay also said it was the black kid driving, not me. Somehow the cocaine the officers took magically gets spilled all over the ground. So she couldn't be charged with possession, but she was still arrested. She pleads guilty in court to cocaine use and no contest is driving under the influence. This incident really sealed Lindsay's fate. It, it changed everything for her future, her future career, everything. And she also checks herself back into rehab. Soon after, she attends her sentencing hearing for the charges and she was given one day in jail. 10 days of community service and an alcohol education program and three years of probation. 
So when she goes to the jail for her sentence, she stays for a whopping 84 minutes because of overcrowding. And when you think that Lindsay would finally shape up after all this, she doesn't. She walks out with an $11,000 mink coat from a place that she was at. And just when she thinks she's gotten away with it, the owner of the coat who had been given it by her grandmother, so it was an important gift to her, she saw the paparazzi photos of Lindsay in it. And luckily for Lindsay, the girl didn't press charges. She took it back quietly and they laid low about it. But the girl did say that she returned the coat smelling like cigarettes and alcohol. And then around this time, Dina, of course, is exploiting her other children. She does this show about her being a mommy manager and how her daughter, Allie, Lindsay's sister, wants to be a singer. And I mean, come on. Come on, Dina. It's 2008, and it seemed like a glimmer of hope when Lindsay recreated Marilyn Monroe's last photo shoot for a New York magazine. She looked healthy and happy, and it just seemed like, you know, she was doing better. She also decides to return to acting and appears on Ugly Betty, which again was like, okay, like she is trying. She's getting better. Her appearance on Ugly Betty was meant to be a six-episode contract, but allegedly there were some issues that came out later with what was happening on the set. So allegedly, Lindsay would not go on set before America Ferreira, who is Ugly Betty, and that Lindsay trashed the dressing room. It was also alleged that America was extremely rude to Lindsay and that America told producers to cut her role. It was also alleged that during rehearsals for a scene, America pants Lindsay, exposing her in a thong. What was supposed to happen is... That is what the scene was. So what's going to play on TV is that scene. However, they were in rehearsals and Lindsay was not supposed to be pants, nor was she prepared for it. But she says that that is what happened. And Lindsay responded by crying in embarrassment and running off. Lindsay attended the set with her mom, a sober companion, and Samantha Ronson. So if something was destroyed, there were several people present and you would think one person, you know, would have handled that situation. However, everyone's reps publicly said that everything was fine. Lindsay was publicly saying that she wanted her career back on track, but behind the scenes, she was irresponsible with her money, with her partying, and she just was causing so much trouble for herself. Even with all the partying though, she did get another role in a movie called Labor Pains, and she also started a clothing line called 6126, which is Marilyn Monroe's birthday. And instead of tabloids talking about Lindsay's new role, her clothing line, or anything else that she was doing, they focused on her relationship with Samantha Ronson. Lindsay's relationship with Samantha was a great way for her father, Michael, to get some much-needed attention. Lindsay's dad makes a blog post calling for a truce with Lindsay, but he still made sure to talk about her relationship with Samantha. And when he was asked if their relationship was sexual, he said, absolutely not. She dated guys her whole life. She has a relationship with Sam, and it's a friendship because she's been hurt by so many guys in the past. Maybe she's kind of walked away and found solace in a companion and a girl. I don't believe it's anything more than a friendship. But that's between Lindsay and God and Samantha and God. He also said, I'm not happy, and ever since Lindsay got out of rehab and all these people came back into her life, things haven't been right. He said people like Samantha don't need to be around Lindsay and dragging her to nightclubs and out all the time. Who was Samantha Ronson before Lindsay? She was nobody. She is using her for her own gain. 
and they're all parasites. Michael also said that he has info on Sam that he has not released yet, and that if they make one more statement that he will be sure to share the entire truth, basically threatening Sam by saying he would release emails, texts, court depositions, and audio tapes that will show people who the real Sam is. And Michael is really one to talk about getting right with God and being this great person because it recently had come out that he had a love child. When him and Dina had taken their break back when Lindsay was three years old, he had slept with another woman, she got pregnant, and he finds about it years later through a televised DNA test. So if we're going to talk about morally right, you were married, sir, and you had another child. And then when he finds out about this child, he starts saying that she's going to ride the coattails of Lindsay and she's going to use her connection to Michael to get famous and be in that world and uh, said that she was getting these procedures done to look more like Lindsay and it was like this whole thing. So way to go, Michael. You're one to talk. So as far as Samantha and Lindsay's relationship, they would be making out in a picture and out at a party. And then the next day they're fighting in the streets and the police are being called and the paparazzi ate it up. They were constantly seen fighting and all the while her dad does not stop posting about Lindsay, even though he asked for a truce kind of interesting. And in March, a judge puts out a warrant for Lindsay's arrest for the DUI that she had had prior. But luckily for Lindsay, three days later, her attorneys take care of the warrant. The warrant is dropped and she continues on with her life. And the following month, she has the huge breakup with Samantha and it was devastating to Lindsay. So Lindsay lived in a hotel and Samantha was hired to DJ at that hotel at a party. And Samantha hires five bodyguards to keep Lindsay out. Samantha also rents the room right underneath Lindsay, where she is partying and sleeping with other people right underneath her. Lindsay took to Twitter saying that Sam had cheated on her and broke her heart and how devastated she was. She, she was really hurt by this. The following month, Lindsay's house alarm was triggered and they realized that someone had tried to break in, but they failed. But shortly after that, her alarm goes off again and this time they were successful. Lots of her belongings were missing, and they discovered it was the same group of people who had been robbing other celebrities. This was the bling ring. They had stolen $3 million in cash and belongings from Lindsay, Orlando Bloom, Paris Hilton, Audrina Patridge, and many more celebrities. And we could cover them in a whole deep dive if you guys are interested. Towards the end of the year, Lindsay's probation is extended another 12 months because she had not completed her alcohol education program. And while she's supposed to be focusing on her career, she declines to do any press or interviews for her new movie, Labor Pains, just completely pass by it. 2010 started okay. She did a photo shoot. She attended events to promote herself for a new documentary, which she ended up not getting. And she just seemed to be doing okay. Until May 20th, 2010 comes around, she is supposed to go to court to discuss the extension of her probation. But that same morning, she reports that her passport had been stolen and that she was stuck in France and that she could not make the hearing. The judge was kind enough to ask her lawyers, just show me evidence that Lindsay actually tried to make it here, like a plane ticket or just some proof that Lindsay had attempted to come back to the States for this hearing and they could not produce any of that. So the judge decides to take away her probation and issues a warrant for her arrest with a $100,000 bond. She pays the $100,000 bail and was given another alcohol monitor and is ordered not to drink alcohol. She has to report for a random drug test and it wasn't long 
until she went to the MTV Movie Awards after party that her monitor goes off again. It was decided that that was a clear violation of her probation and another warrant is put out for her arrest with a $200,000 bail. A bondsman pays the bill and Lindsay is a free woman again. By July, she has another hearing to confirm that she is taking her alcohol education course and doing what she's supposed to be doing, which she still had not done. She was facing 90 days in jail and still had not done it. So Lindsay's in the courtroom. She is crying. She's pleading with the judge, like, please, like, I will finish it. Like, don't put me in jail. Well, that's not what happened. The judge sentences Lindsay to 90 days in jail and within two days of her release of jail that she would have to go to another 90 days of rehab. And Lindsay pleaded with the judge. She said, you know, I've been taking it very seriously, that the AA company said that she was allowed to miss sessions as long as she made them up. She also said she only had two more meetings left to complete and that the probation requirements would be done. And the judge did not care, so she was sentenced. So Lindsay turned herself into the jail and served a whopping two weeks in jail because of overcrowding. And a new judge changes her sentence to allow her to go home instead of going to that 90 days in rehab. And she would just continue on with her probation. Her attorney assured the judge that Lindsay learned her lesson and hopefully this would all be over soon. Well, less than a month later, Lindsay posted a tweet stating that she had failed her latest drug test and if she was asked to appear back in court, that she would go and she would handle it. She had had cocaine and amphetamines in her system, so she is ordered to face the judge again. And a week later, her probation was revoked again, and she was supposed to return to jail. However, later that night, a different judge decides to give Lindsay a $300,000 bail and another alcohol monitor, and the judge told her if she failed another test that she would receive 180 days in jail. And so Lindsay proceeds to check herself into a rehab center, and while in rehab, someone releases photos of Lindsay with a rubber band around her arm holding a needle, and other photos of her making out with Paris Hilton, and it just did not help her appearance. I mean, right now, the world was enjoying her falling from grace and drama didn't end there while Lindsay was in the rehab center she'd get herself in even more trouble Lindsay and two other women snuck over the fence and left the facility and when the three girls arrived back at the rehab the procedure was to be breathalyzed one of the women allowed them to do it and she blew a 0.10 Lindsay not only refused to take the test but she calls 911 on the employee stating that the employee was freaking her out that she had never seen her before, and the employee eventually takes Lindsay's phone away from her and was explaining what happened to the 911 operator. She said that Lindsay refused to take the breathalyzer and that she reeked of alcohol. The employee told 911 that it was Lindsay Lohan on the call, which broke her confidentiality rules at the rehab, so she was fired. The employee wasn't the only one to get in trouble, though. The employee filed charges against Lindsay and the court deemed that that was a violation of her probation. But one constant theme repeats itself here. The employee ends up dropping the charges and would not cooperate with police, which left Lindsay scot-free again. Up until this point, besides her shortly served jail sentences, Lindsay gets away with everything. So I guess she was right in the car when she was saying that she can do whatever she wants. That same month, Lindsay steals a necklace from a jewelry store and is caught on surveillance. She is charged with felony theft and was given the option of a plea deal, which she rejects. So then she's then sentenced to 120 days in jail and 480 hours of community service. But again, thanks to lovely overcrowding, Lindsay doesn't have to spend a day in jail. Instead, she's sentenced to 35 days of house arrest and given an ankle monitor. And somehow, someone made an oversight and did not renew her alcohol ankle monitor. 
So the only thing that she had to do was stay in her home. And Lindsay took full advantage of this. She was spotted nightly having rooftop parties and drinking with her friends. And shortly after all the rooftop parties, Lindsay tests positive for alcohol. So she is called back to see the judge because this is supposed to be a violation of her probation. But the judge realizes that he has to let her go because it wasn't a violation of probation. No one ordered her to remain sober off of alcohol. Lindsay releases a new movie called Machete, which she does not do any press for because of her legal issues and the fact that she's busy with her 480 hours of community service. She was ordered to do 360 hours at the Los Angeles Downtown Women's Center and 120 hours at the county morgue. And when she goes to court for a check-in of her progress, she had nine unexcused absences and only served two out of 480 hours of her community service. So her probation is revoked again, sending her back to jail. She was released two hours later after putting a $100,000 bail. The very next day, she arrives late to her community service at the morgue and has to complete 53 remaining days that she was ordered to do. She was also ordered to take 18 therapy sessions. And for three months, Lindsay actually attended all of her community service. She finished her therapy. And the judge congrats Lindsay for finally getting it done and tells her going forward to live her life more maturely, to quit partying, and to focus on her career. Now, she did, this ended her probation, but she did have another probation with different requirements because of the the necklace situation. Lindsay finally seems to be working on her career and focusing on that again. She hosts on SNL, making fun of herself. She guest starred on Glee, which stirred up some drama, unfortunately. They said she arrived six hours late and was complaining about her trailer, but that was mostly it. She also attended a White House correspondence dinner and began working on her new movie, Liz and Dick, and on her way to set, she crashes her car into a dump truck. She then begs the man not to call 911 and offers to just pay him instead of calling. Well, he had already called 911, and when police arrived, she claimed it was not her driving, it was her assistant. And we will get back to what happens with that. A week later, she ends up in the hospital, allegedly for heat exhaustion, and shortly after that, police activity continues. While in New York, she hits someone, like a person, with her car. But luckily for Lindsay, the charges are dropped because there was a lack of evidence. Later, police are also called to Lindsay's family house where there was a domestic disturbance between all of her family, but no charges came out of that either, but you can hear Lindsay crying and arguing in the phone call. And her police encounters continue. She punches someone at a nightclub and she doesn't end up being charged for that, but she is charged for lying to the police about the dump truck because it was her driving, not her assistant. As if Lindsay needed any more trouble, now the IRS is after her. She owed more than $200,000 in back taxes and the IRS seized all of her bank accounts. This caused a lot of concern with her dad and her mom because they knew how much money she was making. So where did it go? Why aren't you doing your taxes? She was also working on Scary Movie 5 with Charlie Sheen and he gave her $100,000 to go towards his taxes, but she still owed another $100,000. The money troubles just didn't make sense. She made $2 million the year prior, a million from Playboy, $300,000 from Liz and Dick, $200,000 from her cameo in Scary Movie. Where is the money? Lindsay is only 26 years old at this point and her career was projected to be so much more than it was at this point. But the focus was only on Lindsay's personal life instead of any of the work that she was trying to do or when she was trying to work on her image. They did not care. 
they cared about what Lindsay was doing. And it gave the tabloids a lot to talk about when Lindsay starts being seen out with Prince Haji Abdul Azim. He allegedly paid $100,000 for Lindsay to be his arm candy at a New Year's Eve party. Lindsay really needed that money to help with her taxes, so this led to people speculating that she had a sugar daddy. He also flew Lindsay and her mom out for fun vacations as well. They went to the UK. They stayed at Dorchester. They were just seen together all the time. And the sugar daddy allegations really doubled down when she was seen with two other millionaires, Vikram Chatwell, who had his own legal issues, like allegedly trying to kill a dog because it had fleas, but anyway, and another millionaire named Domingo Zapata. So tablets and people just assumed that Lindsay was seen out with these guys for money, and once her taxes were paid, she wasn't really seen with them anymore, so who knows? Either way, she paid her taxes. Good job, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay again attempts to get her career back on track, getting a role in the movie The Canyons, which again created drama. An article was released about how awful Lindsay was and that she had broke her contract and a bunch of other negative things and how people aren't going to want to work with her if she continues to behave this way. And as quickly as Lindsay got out of trouble, she's back in it. She shows up 45 minutes late to court to go over the dump truck crash and she took a plea deal of 90 days in rehab and she eventually does complete it. And this leads us to a new era, really. So she begins filming for her Oprah series, which was really exciting for Lindsay and focuses on, you know, her mistakes, but owning them and moving forward. The series as each episode came out received less and less ratings, but it didn't matter because she shared what she wanted to share. She also creates her own app. And finally, after eight years, Lindsay is completely off probation, no more restrictions at all. She also has a new manager that really seems to be helping her with her image. She also gets a new man named Igor Trabosov, who she met through a friend. Well, five months into dating, they move in together, they get engaged, and everything just seems to be so good for Lindsay. Until she made an Instagram post with a pic of Igor partying with another girl. She captions the photo, wow, thanks fiance with Russian hooker. Then she doxes the girl, and then people realize her and Lindsay were friends. The girl that she doxed literally introduced Lindsay to Igor. A week later, police are called to Lindsay and Igor's place where she alleged that he strangled her, but no charges were pressed. And two weeks later, a video is leaked of a violent altercation between the two. And I guess at that point, Lindsay realized that this was not healthy. I need to leave. And so she did. Lindsay moved away to Dubai and that seemed to be a great change for her. Then we have a little setback when Lindsay did a live stream where she was clearly intoxicated, talking to these people, telling them to come with her, to get in her car. She spoke in this weird accent and the person, I guess, hits Lindsay because they're terrified and they said that it was almost attempted kidnapping what Lindsay was doing. But after that, it's very clear that Lindsay was getting herself together again. In 2019, when the show Lindsay Lohan Beach Club came out, fans were so excited that Lindsay was going to work again, how healthy she looked, and that things seemed to be going really, really well. But it was very disappointing when people watched the show and realized that it really wasn't about Lindsay. She really wasn't in much of the show. She also started doing a lot more modeling. She was on The Masked Singer. She did a reunion for The Parent Trap. She also appeared in the movie Falling for Christmas on Netflix. She also meets a new man who seems to be very good for her. His name is Bader Shamus and they actually got married in 2022. She met him while she was in Dubai. He, he is an assistant vice president of a global investment bank. So 
he seems pretty well off, but not really a celebrity, which is probably a great thing. And on March 14th of this year, 2023, Lindsay announces that they are having a baby. Lindsay has also said that she'd love to do an action like Marvel type movie eventually, and that she definitely wants to act again, you know, once her baby is born and that she is doing very, very well. Lindsay had a lot of hard years and the child star trauma phenomenon just proves itself over and over again. And Lindsay has made a lot of mistakes, but she's also a victim in a lot of ways. So I hope that she raises this baby out of the spotlight if she can, and that, you know, she can go on and live a happy, normal, healthy life, and however that looks for her. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I will be back soon for my next one. If you would like to send me a request, this is a great time to do it since I'm just starting out. You can contact me on Instagram or TikTok. Uh, Yeah. So thank you guys for listening and I'm sick. So I'm sorry if I sound nasally and my throat is itchy. So anyway, y'all have a great day. Bye.